I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, we look at us back on Zoom. This is PTSD. Hey, no. <laughs> what, is, what is this, man? Back what on is... Zoom. Oh, oh God. Lee. Say it ain't so. What happened? Where did we go wrong as a society? Um, right away. Ask, Je- ask Justin Trudeau. Oh, it's Justin. I mean, it's Justin. Apparently, according to the streets and according to the timeline, you got to ask Chris Guys. Ooh. Ooh, where he got his teeth done? <laughs> where he got his teeth done? Apparently, um, there's rumors going around that he actually is double vaxxed and hasn't. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, hasn't. Uh, Recording told in progress. His, his thousands of followers. There's a nurse that came out and said that there was a a very prominent anti-vaxxer that she gave his second dose in Calgary and he was afraid that if people found out he had done it that they would ostracize him so he like told them to keep it on the hush and he's like if people found out she's like I'm sure no one would care he's like no thousands would care so yeah I can't think of anybody else in this country (laughs) so wait so he got it done Got double vaxxed. Why? Because he was allegedly forced. Probably because he was forced by his dad. Allegedly. I wonder. I wonder if traveling has something to do with it. Ah, who cares? Let's get on to better things. (laughs) To better things. (laughs) We got the amazing Kennedy Road in the building. What's up, guys? She got. She got her new EP out. This is uh, the one I like. Oh, this is literally well, I like all three of them, but this is the one I like the most. <laughs> <laughs> this one is a fire song. Obviously, yeah. you know, when you when you in Toronto do an R&B, it's woo. <laughs> I just want to water my plants. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's good. Light some incense crush some some garlic i don't know it, it just feels like, a, <laughs> just mm. feels like a relaxing sunday when i listen yeah, to your I want, music good, i want to pour water on myself <laughs> d'angelo style yeah man we got kennedy road in the building um a, a part hey. of the the ever hey. ever budding ever growing r&b scene in the city um first of all how are you I'm fantastic. That's great. You know? That's amazing. Yeah. Wicked. You had a great holidays. Guys? How's everybody? Oh, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. We're all great as can be. We're all getting over illnesses. <laughs> we're all <laughs> we're all out last week, but we we good now. Um, good. But yeah, you are in this this big pool of an R and B scene in Toronto. It, I don't remember it being this big of a scene. I would say even three years ago, right? Um, mm-hmm. How does it feel right now to be a part of this uh, like Toronto movement of R and B? Because you guys are really leading the sound. Well, yeah, it's uh it's good because it's it's like we're kind of pioneering 
we've been this way, I think, for a while. Yeah. Um, like Toronto music scene is pretty new, even going back to like Cardinal and everyone before. Yeah. A decade ago when like Drake weekend and like Bieber. The usuals. <laughs> yeah, but like they were pioneering something, but we're still in that in that stage, I think, of just still pioneering new new ways, new paths in the music industry. So it's Does that mean if, if they if they were pioneering though, what was Groovy Essentials back? Back back in the day, when see you guys are like what? Yeah, yeah. Like, hmm? <laughs> yeah. To forgive Norm, he was born in 1804, so it's just oh, this, this is a young <laughs> groove essentials though. Body. It sounds it does sound familiar, but I have no idea what it is. There was rap essentials where okay. all the rappers came out of, okay. like Cardi, all those guys, uh-huh. and then there was groove essentials when they came out with the R&B compilation of of singers. Okay. Um, who was on there? Uh, that sounds like those. Uh, Glenn, that Lewis. R&B, Glenn Lewis uh, was on there. That sounds like that R and B commercial that used to come on back in the day, late nights, <laughs> with like you see like <laughs> Michael Bolton and Celine Dion and. and <laughs> also featuring not ninety four <laughs> classics. <laughs> Yo, that was the greatest commercial ever because you know those song commercials. There, I remember there was like a radio station one. Um, I think it was CHRY. Is that what it's called? And they had like the little the little commercial <laughs> with like a quick hit of some big pop songs that they have or whatever. And I would memorize that shit like it was a real song. <laughs> like yeah, there's you would only know specific parts of the song, and then once it ends at right that point, you're already singing that next song. song. Next like one. it's part of it. Yep. yep, exactly. Did you have did you have any early influences from the city growing up? From the city, because it's hard. I think for R and B, like. In terms of R&B, all we really had at that time probably was Deborah Cox, Julie mm. Black. You know well, what I mean? Julie Black. Yeah, Julie Auntie Black Julie. was the first concert I ever went to. So hey, that yeah, that's it. And like Divine Brown. Yes, Divine yeah. Brown. That's yeah. that's where Drake. That was Drake's introduction. Was through oh. Divine Brown. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he, he either featured on one of her tracks on that album that really took off. I remember, I remember that that one like old school love. Yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember that brown album cover. It was just such a vibe, man. I it felt was. like she was gonna fit into like a, a to like a most deaf common type crew later on, but I don't know. I I haven't even heard much from her lately. Is she still doing music? Do you guys know? Anybody know? I don't know. No, I don't know. That'd be interesting. But, I want to get her on the show. Right? Oh, and interview. get her doing a song. What? Get you and her doing a song. Why would Ooh. that be kind of crazy? Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she seems like your that. vibe. She seems like your vibe. Of course. What? Yeah. That would be incredible. And like full circle too, because... Yeah. Super full circle. And speaking yeah. of your vibe, like, like I said when listening to the one I like... Most of your music just gives off a Zen vibe. What is that? Is that intentional? Is that just your aura? What is that? It's it's all of it, you know. It's just like for me, music is supposed to feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Personally, I want it to feel relaxing and peaceful. I could like music is like a portal, right? Mm-hmm. It takes you from mm-hmm. one room to another or a doorway. Yeah. And uh, for me, the music, I like for it to take me to like a state of bliss. Right. So and then finding the balance between like R&B topics and like the love and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then that like vibe and frequency like that's where I have fun with it. 
I mean, so, your, yours sounds like this is the thing. Most people, their Zen sound comes from a song that's intended to be relaxing. The lyrics are relaxing, like everything. With <laughs> you, you'll talk about fucking heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> you'll Cleaning talk about your house while being thirstiness, up with. all amazing. types of shit, <laughs> and still sound like you have fucking incense in the background. Like, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> Like if, if you have any terminal illnesses, the best way to tell your family will be through song. Just just keep that in mind. Honestly, it's it's but that's the point. It's like you can do these things with music and like that's exciting. You yeah. can like put people in a space and like without even trying. Yeah. So Definitely. Yeah, your voice does sound like Palo Santo burning. See? Sure. I'm telling you. She sounds like a succubus. <laughs> Yo, you know what's so crazy? I saw on TikTok, and I know you'll love this, Kennedy. I saw on TikTok, there's this dude that invented a speaker that you put onto a plant, and it's, it, the sound of that plant emits through the speaker. He found a way to hear plants. And like wow. their song, essentially, like so. You put, I'll show you guys later. But you put the you speaker literally t on the plant, and it will play the song of the plant, and it's very accurate. Because you put on fake plants, it won't, you won't hear a thing. And it's, it's just so. Cr I was mind blown. I don't know how this thing hasn't like taken off yet, but Apple about to steal it. Somebody about yeah. to make that huge. Because the man was playing. He was putting on, like, he went to a park and just started putting on trees, grass, a whole bunch of different <laughs> things. And the That's different amazing. music that you'd hear was so beautiful, bro. It was yeah. it was intense. Like, would you ever do a, a beat on a, a plant beat? Of course. That's, that's <laughs> way too hesitation. vegan. That's too vegan. <laughs> no, but you know, I'm so happy you brought that up because you actually tweeted about something like that recently. Yes, the tr girl, the like, little girl busting up the tree. tree. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it was so funny that I was like, I had to go and fact check it. I'm like, is this real or is he joking? Yeah, I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. There's a, there's a video, she's referring to a video that I tweeted this week where... <laughs> It's one of the strongest girls in the world in, I guess, MMA boxing. She's like 12 years old or something like that. And she's in the forest just busting a tree's ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, she mocks this tree so much that, that there was like a piece of the bark was falling off. And I tweeted, I was just like, you know, I heard through different scientists and, and uh, botanists that plants, because we, we don't hear all frequencies, we don't see all frequencies in light, we don't hear all frequencies. Um, that beyond what we can hear, plants are screaming <laughs> when you step on them, when you hurt them, when you yeah. cut them down. Plants can scream and have personalities. And not only that, they so say, for example, you cut down a tree in part of the forest, right? That tree's roots are connected into the ground and connected to every other, other tree. Trees. And they yeah. communicate to other trees that, yo, this person did this <laughs> to me. Watch <laughs> out for this person. And sometimes so, people have said that they felt like they were getting attacked on the way out by nature <laughs> after doing certain things. So it's, cr it's crazy, bro. I, I think that answers the question that does a tree make a sound when it falls in a forest mm. and no one's there? It does. It ruins that question, it, actually. It, <laughs> it completely ruins that question. <laughs> but that's but, good. That's but good. then what about, now I'm thinking of the 20 years of smoking weed, how much <laughs> screams I, I didn't hear. Yeah. Every time you light up a blunt, 
Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That's an that yo, crazy. Yo, Kush screams is wild. <laughs> yo, the grandma's just like, yo, dog. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, how we God. both assume that that grandma has laryngitis, no matter what. Yeah, for real, both yeah, yeah. you guys. <laughs> we both went straight Cookie Monster on the grandma. Um, yeah, yeah, shit, shit. Oh man, why, speaking of like collaborating with Divine Brown and stuff like that, like why don't I see more R and B collaborations in the city? Do you know why that is? Is it an ego thing? What's going on? Because the rappers collab sometimes, but the R and B singers, it's very rare. That's true. It's probably style. It's probably like clashing styles, and then you don't want to offend if like, hey, I don't like what you're doing there. Let's do it this way. Because I always wonder, like. How do artists really come to that medium, that like equal ground as far as like styles go? Would or do you stay within your lane mm -hmm. and just try and bounce off each other? Like it's, it's an interesting uh, dynamic. Like I, perfect example, Monica and Brandy. Yeah, they found a way to get away with it in the boy's mind, but they were still they still had to argue about it on the song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's true. I don't know. From my perspective, I feel <clears throat> like we're again still kind of young i think a lot of r&b talent are still kind of defining their lane mm. and stuff mm. so there might be a little like a little hesitancy in sort of crossing lanes or intersecting maybe i don't think there should be though i feel like that's that's keeping yourself in a box man yeah when we're I talking agree. about anderson pack and bruno mars who could have seen that coming who yeah. could have seen silk sonic coming you could never have predicted that two different guys coming from completely different worlds with the same genuine interest and goal in mind. Entertain people, we love the greats, we're gonna make this old school, boom, done. And they figured out a way to make an incredible body of work. And when you look at different art, like there's so many different R&B collaborations I could think of that if you told me on paper, this these two people, D'Angelo and Lauren Hill, I'd be like, I mean, they're both great yeah. singers, but like, what is it going to sound like? You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't still tell you, oh, it's going to sound more like a D'Angelo album than a Lauryn Hill album. Or, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, it, start, and it started sounding like both of them. They found a way to infuse both of their styles, although very different, and put it together and make Nothing Even Matters. Cred crazy. Probably one of my mm -hmm. favorite songs on the album. So, then again, you got LSG. You got right, John yeah, Lavert, yeah, Keith yeah. Sweat, Johnny Gill, TGT, all three different types of voice. TGT. Right? What was that one again? Tank, Tank, uh, Genuine, and Tyrese. The oh, most shit. toxic group of all time. <laughs> yes. This song has lasted three weeks at most. I was going to say, I never heard of that. <laughs> no, go look up interviews. It's hilarious how much these niggas hate each other. It was like, you put three such huge egos, first of all. and then Three gallus. Three gallus on top of that. It's like, you just, I don't know. It's It looked set up for failure from the jump, especially when you got Tyrese in the group. Just Tyrese alone <laughs> in a group activity doesn't sound like the greatest idea. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but is there but with anybody? That, but with, no, go oh, ahead. Yeah. You, were, you were about to say the exact question. Is yeah, there who, anybody you'd want to work with? Yeah, exactly. In Toronto, um, I've done a song with 1111. That was great. Yes, yes. Mm, um, big up 1111. But there's, I want to work with quite a few Toronto artists. Eleven, um, Eleven must be getting out of here based off this, uh, 
the new craze in angel numbers. This guy must be living it up. <laughs> <laughs> People love that shit these days. It's like a trendy thing now. It's not even yeah. like uh, what it was before. But yeah, so 11-11. I know he's like real spiritual with it too, though. So As he should be. That was a that was a cool experience working with him. Nice. Um, but I really want to work with more Toronto artists. I don't like, I want to work with Magic Jordan. Mm. I really want to work with them. Okay. Um. I want to work with some like some of the older people though. I don't want to like say because I have some things in the works. Oh, <laughs> okay. But, you know, yeah, there's there, there's people I really want to work with in this city. So Jeez, Kennedy, you should work. You should Kennedy work with Rose Chroma is coming up. What? <laughs> I said Kennedy Rose Chroma is coming up. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. You never know. <laughs> I'd love to see you work with. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of him. This guy named Progress. No. Yeah, oh, just yeah, be sick. Nice. Ken- he's sick because Kennedy Road and Progress. <laughs> oh, <laughs> at first, you know, that's just a perfect. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> no, he's a real rapper. He's and he's sick as what? Is he's that like, where the, is that where the subway from? station is? No, that's where Kennedy Commons is. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's where is. Kennedy and Oh, but here's my second question, actually. Are we? Are you Kennedy Road Markham? Kennedy Road Mississippi? <laughs> yeah, which or Kennedy, Kennedy Road? Road Scarborough. Mm. What if I like said <laughs> something to like we're all the same? Oh, she's all, all lives Kennedy, mattering. Though. The Kennedy yeah. roads. <laughs> it's all Kennedy. about Kennedy. No, all Kennedys matter. <laughs> That's hilarious. Mostly. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gonna say Scarcom. Scar- oh lord, <laughs> Scarcom. <laughs> A bit of both. Scarcom is gross. That is. How do you like? That's it's saga in there. <laughs> Scarcaga? <laughs> Scarcaga. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you remember the yeah. first person that made you, like, be like, okay, I can do this singing thing? Like, was there, was it somebody you seen singing? Was it somebody hearing you sing? Like, mm. I mean, like, the first person that made me want to make R&B is Mary J. Blige. Mm. For sure. Mm. First album I bought was Share My World. So. so you identified with heartbreak off the top. Why? <laughs> Let's dive into that a bit more. Why you know what? was it the heartbreak? That was a pretty sad album, but it wasn't really, you know, it was like, in, in like it was like come into my world, my yeah. R&B world. And yeah. like, I, I saw her on the cover and I was like young and I'm like, oh my God, I want to look like her. I didn't even have to hear the music. I just bought the album. It was my first one. And like. That was a lot of women back then. A lot of women ended up like imitating her style for a bit after that album came out. What? Yeah. She was just like so classy and elegant with it. And then I, I was like, what the fuck is this? She so. just turned 51 today. Shout out to Mary J. Blige. Capricorn gay. 51 years young, still out here laying on beaches, body out. Did you? Yeah, mm. I know y'all saw that post. Mm. That post nah. is crazy. No, you didn't see that? Ooh, I did go, it. Go check out her Instagram. I couldn't believe it. I was I like, that's 50? 50? <laughs> Wait, when's her. your birthday, Kennedy? December your birthday's 28? coming up? Oh, it just, just passed. passed. Happy, oh, belated. Yeah. Happy belated. Capricornicus. Okay, for sure. Yes. Nice. Capricorn gang. Cap gang. Oh. I know. And I just heard that Alicia's birthday like just passed, too. Yeah. So it was like, yesterday. Alicia's birthday was actually yesterday. Yeah. Shout out to... Oh, well, go. no, the day before. But yeah, shout out to Alicia. Gang, gang. Obviously right. not so- here today because of uh, the prego. Mm. <laughs> she's caught the prego a long time ago, and she's really going through it right now. Uh, we miss you, Alicia. We missed you. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, speaking of light skins, 
Um, <laughs> speaking of light skins, uh, does has at any point light skin uh, helped or hurt your career? You felt like, oh, because I feel I'm like there's a lot of light skin girls in the R and B scene. Not just because you're yeah. light skin, but just because of how labels try to say there can only be this type when oh. it comes to women. What, like especially when it comes to women when it comes to men you can have a million men that look the exact same they're all gonna be fine to pop out but when it's women it seems like there's only one woman with a certain style that gets to be that girl for however long right yeah. do you feel like the georgia smiths and and the the i don't i don't even know how many light-skinned girls off the top of my head that are in the Kalani. mainstream, Kalani, Georgia yeah. Smith. Do, does that know. does that ever get in the way? What, because I know from acting standpoint, there's a tons of guys that have my look. So when I go into an audition room, it could be any of us. It's re it's really just dependent on how we look and what they're looking for at the end of the day. So do you find that that ever boxes you in at all? Do you feel pressure to look a different way or shave your head or any of these things? <laughs> Um, <clears throat> I could, I would have been if like I took a different route in this whole music business thing, mm. because from the very beginning, it's always been about that. Like, oh, we want to make you into Janae Aiko. We want to make you into, oh, God. Yeah, you know see? what I mean? Like see? their thinking generally, I feel like is a little narrow. Yeah. Narrow scoped. Yeah. So you could face a lot of that pressure if you kind of set the bar that you're willing to even like entertain that. Yeah. Um, but like I'm not, you know, and I think I've worked pretty hard to keep that energy away from me. Yeah. Um, but I, it still comes up a lot. Like a year ago, um, there was this label trying to sign me and it was kind of between me and this other light skin girl. And then I declined and they're like, oh, it's fine. We're going to go sign this light skin girl. So like they got See? their token light skin. Exactly. And I was like, exactly. Right. Yeah. It's so tough. Around. it's very tough man especially in the entertainment industry because it's it's as simple as that they could be like oh sorry we already have your look and that goes for modeling acting singing it doesn't matter what art form it is um ha yeah. someone else having your look before you <laughs> is all of a sudden a detriment to you you know what yeah. i mean um and yeah and just it, what i've noticed the pattern in um you know rising stars and whatnot like i was saying like it's it's the having the certain look it's the um you know the crazy hairstyles i think is probably number one if you if you come out with a hairstyle and make some drop like four tracks on soundcloud you're good <laughs> you're out of here that's what i see these days i see the weirdest people and i don't even mean like you're good in terms of you're gonna win grammys and all that stuff you can. There's tons of artists that are out here with hundreds of thousands of followers and fans that many people probably don't know exist, right? But they have their core followings, and a lot of it is, is attributed to the styles that they have and stuff like that, and the mix-up, which is what we've been discussing on this podcast past couple of weeks, is like, do you need the mix-up to stay relevant? Do you find you got to stay in the mix to get on Six Buzz or any of these Toronto blog posts that need to push artists more? Do you find that because you don't have the Chromas mix up in your life that you don't get that shine? Um, <clears throat> pardon me, for sure. Like, but it's you have to be careful, like what kind of attention you want to garner, mm. right? Success can come in so many different ways. Um, right. <clears throat> and if you set yourself up for a certain kind of success, like it's only so sustainable 
or like your joy and your peace of mind. Mm. There's, there's a lot of shit you got to deal with if you're willing to welcome certain kinds of, you know, that. And so I'm like, I'm missing out on certain things, but also I'm able to experience other aspects that I think are much more valuable. Like peace. <laughs> like peace. Like peace. And enjoy. Yeah. And, you know. Facts. That's and a so. fact. Because that's my constant <laughs> battle, right? That's a constant battle, I think, of with all artists. Do I want the the fame and with that I have to be somewhat controversial, I have to be opinionated, I have to be all these different things, or do I just want the peace? Like what's more important to me? And I even yeah. just framing, like you said, success these days, I think should be changing for everyone. We're yeah. all we all have the ability to be a celebrity, quote unquote, on some level with the internet and with social media. And how are you gonna use that? You know what I mean? Like, I grew up wanting to be Will Smith and all these people, but look at what Will Smith has to go through, fam. <laughs> look what the past yeah. year of Will Smith's life has been. Like, do I want that? Is it worth it? At the end do of the I day? really want to nut and vomit at the same time? <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> well, you put it that way. I mean, <laughs> the goal is still strong. <laughs> yeah, no, it's but it's 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 very it's very tough when you have grown up with this idea. I think our generation, especially when you've grown up with this idea of what fame is and what achieving success is in your field. And now when you get older, you're seeing other people who are there and like, ooh, I, I mean, mm. I want the money. I want people to enjoy my music and the masses to hear it. But like, is it worth it at the end of the day? Like, I feel like that's why someone like Kendrick, we just don't see that guy. Mm. <laughs> he just disappears. Like, the, you, yeah. you don't see him until it's time to drop an album. And that's like Sade. Sade's that's what I love about Sade. Sade's like Bill Murray. She just pops out anywhere. (laughs) That's what she does. She's like, and I just saw this interview with her recently where she's like, she won't even try to work on music unless she has peace in her life. So if she has to work on like raising a child or anything that stresses her out or just any, you know, it's not until it's gone. And she has this like open space of peace to create music. When she creates music, then she'll come back to the world. You know, mm. but she wants to stay low key, and I love that. Yeah. And you don't need all like the the crazy. You stuff don't at to... all, at all. <laughs> it's not I think, worth it. Yeah, quality content and like genuine artistry, I think, are are beginning to gain a lot more value again. Mm. So, yeah, yeah especially with uh, the growing of the internet. Like, I can't believe I'm still saying all these years later that the the internet's still growing. Like, we're about to enter. It won't (laughs) stop. We're about to enter what they're calling Web3 and the metaverse and and this different digital plane of existence that we're all going to be operating in. Mm. How do do you as an artist prepare for that? Do you think that there's something you, is it something you need to get ahead of or are you just letting it come as it, as it goes? I am literally slowing down more when it comes to just feeling like I have to put out music and things like that. Because I think now the focus more is just on the quality and and the attention behind it. Um, But I'm switching to like integrating more other aspects of my art, you know, like Mm. sculptures and and my metal design and stuff that I started working on recently. Yeah, you're a multidisciplinary mm. artist. This girl mm. welds, sculpts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's the time now. I just feel like 
I wanted something more tangible mm. for my art now. And, and it's like, it's a different kind of rewarding feeling that I get from it. Yeah. So now between the two of them, okay, like I got the safe space with music where I can keep growing it, but kind of the pace that I want it to. And then I have this other thing where it's like a skill, mm. you know, that is, I think going to be really important to have as we enter into these like new paradigms and systems. Yeah. Because especially with like when you're talking about the metaverse and even just robots and stuff like that, like you see so many jobs are being lost to just automation. Like people are able to acquire these robot arms that work the factories now. So you don't need factory workers and you don't have to deal with, um, you know, a little um, civil suits and all these other things. You can just have a machine do it. Yeah. And I th I see a lot of people complaining about you know, that new world that we're moving into. But also, isn't that a good thing if it frees up everybody from having to do these mundane desk jobs and now you guys get to really indulge in the arts like everybody wants to? Like, I don't think, I don't know anybody that doesn't want to do something artistic. Just something. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be curating an event, anything. It, they wanted people want to dabble in the arts, and you're seeing it more and more these days with people hating their job, the work from home situation killing them. They got to homeschool their kids, that's killing them. Like, there's so much different pressures, and I feel like if we do have you know robots taking over certain areas that they can and computers doing certain jobs a lot more people will get to weld and sculpt and you know enjoy these different parts of life do you feel like that would be a world you're okay with um because hmm. i also feel like you might need a balance of pain <laughs> where, you know what i mean like i'd be a little skeptical but I, like it sounds good the way you're putting it i actually didn't think about it like that too heavy so that sounds like a positive thing yeah um, I, uh, I would just still approach it skeptically. So I'd want to be <laughs> that guy watched iRobot. <laughs> I don't so know. Wait, so, so, so as a sculptor, do you mess with 3D printing? No. That's, okay. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, right? Like well, you'd rather you, that's you for cheaters, hands. man. <laughs> but And that's the thing. It's going to be rare to be able to find that because now there's 3D printing. You can build a whole or have a whole house constructed yep. for you yep. with a 3D printer. And that's technology was created to kind of fill in for our human inadequacies, right? So, yeah. yeah, if we go too far down that road, I mean. But who's to say that we haven't gone too far down that road already? Because when you think about Kennedy Road, are we now? When you think about all these little, we've talked about this before, like <laughs> the little um, things that have been created that there's history of but nobody knows for sure who made this or how you know what i mean those little sculptures that they found in egypt of uh that look like planes and when you throw them off of mountain they fly like actual planes and this is way before planes existed like who's to say a lot of that technology we never got this far as a as a society technology rapidly rapidly too rapid and just like what we're facing now, where it's this threats to the world's ecosystem. How many times has the world started over? Flooded, <laughs> fire, like different things. You don't know if niggas didn't already did it and fucked up. You know what I mean? So 
It's just weird, man. We're in a weird time, especially with this metaverse stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm creeped out. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> creepy. Yeah, we're and, all we're all kind of pivoting right now. So yeah, for sure. It's exciting and scary at the same time. Definitely. I think you. I yeah. think you should write a song about it. <laughs> I know, <laughs> make right? Us, <laughs> make us feel good about the the, the shit that metaverse is bringing us into. Waves of metaverse true. love. <laughs> Wave, oh lord. <laughs> Waves of metaverse love part two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna hear about that one of these days someone's gonna hear that and be like oh we should plan a rollout and do that trust me mm. it's coming <laughs> it's go of the metaverse <laughs> baby baby making metaverse music oh no <laughs> wild now we got waves of love volume one in 2021 I, 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 <coughs> sorry i'm guessing we're getting waves of love to that uh part two this year uh, yeah, two and three, because mm. it's a trilogy. Okay. Um, and I, I'm just really excited to put out more music. Even though I said I'm slowing down, it's like weird. Like mentally, I'm slowing down, but mm -hmm. I'm just like I have so much music to come out. So first quarter, gonna wrap that trilogy up. And what was the thinking behind splitting it up into three? Um, I just wanted people to know that I have more stuff coming okay. because I tend to like put out music and then mm. disappear. <laughs> so, in this case, yeah. I just wanted people to know, like there's, there's more stuff coming. Don't worry. Like this is not it. It's just the tip of the it's waves coming guys. There's waves. There's waves. Exactly. Which is, it speaks to the whole idea, right. Of just waves of love. It's, it, you can't get the full picture just from one wave. Mm. Whole what was the first wave of love themed around? Oh my god, it's it's so weird how it was so like reflective of my life at that time okay. where it was like I was getting I'm starting to open up to love in new ways mm -hmm. and I'm starting to open up to the music business after like quarantine and covid and the industry blackout and all that stuff, you know? Mm. So it was like I was very closed off from the music industry with all that stuff going on. It's just like this this is enough and so reapproaching that approaching love it was like scary so yeah. the project is kind of about just all of that so far the first wave and it's, especially as a as a woman in this industry i'm sure and i've met you plenty of times you are very tiny <laughs> so <laughs> so you going into these situations can be pretty compromising at times i'm sure um especially mm -hmm. when you're you're dealing with men in this industry and um we all know that's never a smooth road it's never just one where it's like oh yeah everybody's been great you know what i mean mm -hmm. um have you been yeah. faced with a lot of that in this city um yeah i but like earlier on you yeah. know after i i lived in la for a bit and i really started to have to deal with like a whole different type of people mm -hmm. um i when i came back to toronto i wasn't dealing with that anymore Okay. Just I think I had more of a voice to just be like to command respect and like decide how my sessions go and whatnot. Mm. I, and it's like it's so surprising. Like I didn't. I did one session with somebody um, in like COVID times, like the first time I ever worked with this producer, and it was so random. Like he just tried to kiss me in my mouth. I was like, whoa. Mm. I left, but I was just like, that should even exist still. That's so weird. Ah, <laughs> yeah. What lack of professionalism. That shit is so Jeez. embarrassing for me. Like, I don't know. I don't know about you guys. Whenever I hear about some, something like that, as a man, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> very, like, very embarrassing. 
I super respected your work, but oh, I don't know. But I stick to, I, uh, I honestly don't really work with people that much. Like I kind of just have a home studio and I just do most of my stuff here. People what was that producer's me. name? <laughs> I would rather not say. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, that's cool. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. That's okay, right. okay, that's okay. Cool. That's cool. <laughs> um, you, can let, you, you can let us know later, just yeah, so we can warn okay. people. Yeah, we'll bleep it out. I don't think he's a weird guy. I think he just didn't read the... Anyway, next. Nah, you're, you're a weird guy if you can't read the room like that. Any Anybody that goes for a kiss in a situation where there there is no reason we should be doing this, sir. You are weird. Yeah. You are weird. You are a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we're yeah. not. We're not gonna give any attention to that, man. That that's. I'm. I'm sorry that that's still happening um, to you and to. Uh, I'm pretty sure to other women. Because um, you don't just get that brave to just try that one time. <laughs> I'm just to be honest. That's learned behavior. That's something you you, you keep doing. So uh, it's, yeah, that's a good point. It's uh, it's unfortunate that you know, as women, especially in this industry where you. Like a lot of there's so many men that work in this industry, it's almost unavoidable. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I remember hearing your story about the first time you worked with a female engineer, and like you were astonished that there was like a female uh, engineer, right? Yeah, like that yeah. that in itself is so telling of the type of industry that you're a part of, and we we know from experience from everything else wherever there's a, a influx of men. <laughs> it can't be a good thing you need women there to balance things yeah, out yeah that masculine feminine balance yeah you need it Definitely. you need it i think almost yeah. a feminine overbalance is <laughs> is more what you need these days but hey man we're still rocking with you we're, we're rooting for you i love this ep can't wait to hear uh part two when's part two dropping um soon <laughs> everything's coming up <laughs> before april but okay. oh okay yeah Bet. so i don't want to give any specific dates in advance but everything's going to be out by april okay dope amazing yeah. well thank you for coming through really appreciate you you yeah, guys man. make sure you guys check out her ep waves of love um, thank she's you guys got, for having me yeah no doubt Half of, of the year Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. definitely make sure you guys um send her some plants she's always accepting plants uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much uh, thank you guys. No doubt. Bye. Kennedy Road. <laughs> oh, we do it. Oh, oh. Ah! <laughs> we bike. We bike. We bike. We bike. Shout out to the fucking Patreon gang in here. Yo, happy birthday, Troy. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Troy. Troy, man, that boy a piper. You see, boy, Troy. That boy, Troy, a piper. Happy um, birthday, Jean Chrétien. <laughs> Jean Chrétien. I can't believe he just knows Jean Chrétien's birthday off top. That's a very specific birthday to just know off the top of your head. Troy mentioned it. I, no, I know him. Tro That's what oh. I'm talking about. <laughs> I would find somebody else. There's got to be somebody else over Jean Chrétien. <laughs> you got Mary J. Blige. You got Chris Boucher and Jean Chrétien. <laughs> <laughs> this guy said black black so left funny. field oh man um how y'all doing y'all good feeling great yeah. feeling good feeling great i'm good, I'm good. It, it, it's weird though like it's i know i you guys got a little scratched throat right now or mm. whatever you guys were a little sick 
I feel like everyone is sick and it's continuously going around. Once you get better, somebody else that uh, that you whatever you got better from somebody else gets it from you and i feel like, like that's always been life continues i feel like that's always been life and they're trying to make us seem like it's not <laughs> and i'm here like yeah that's kind of how disease winter, works can, <laughs> right can, in canadian winters we've lived here how long our whole life this is flu season this is what happens but they just rebranded it you know talk about rebranding like Listen, listen. These guys did a great job. It's very weird, weird times out here in these streets right now, man. I don't know. Especially, like, it's so, it's weird because, like, you see America (laughs) with, like, way higher cases. And they're just like, nah, we cool. We're just chilling. No big deal. Like, when are we going to be at that point where we're just like, all right, let's just live with this? Because there's no, there's no stopping it. I'm going to tell you that right now. There's no way you're going to stop. You know, I'm not, but I've noticed that, like, you know, every time I hear Justin Trudeau or, or one of those CP24 headlines <laughs> saying, you know, the hospitals are being filled. We don't have enough rooms, enough beds for, for people that are unvaccinated. Blah, blah, blah. To me, it sounds like this is not about COVID. It's about, hey, we have to fit this medical bill because healthcare is free in Canada. But in the States, you got to pay for it. So they're like, go ahead, get sick if you want. You're going to pay for it. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I feel like they encourage y'all to get sick in the States because you're going to have to end up... It's a it's business it's a, at that it's point. It's a money thing. And the same thing with vaccines. Like, anybody who saw that there were vaccine companies created <sighs> could not have thought that they were be starting a company, <laughs> giving us all the vaccine and going, all right, have a good day. We're going to close down the company now. Like, yeah. what? You guys heard how many billionaire CEOs stepped down from their companies and invested in these vaccine companies. You think these niggas are, are in it for a, a short play? <laughs> like, they made 82 billion off Pfizer alone last year. 82 mm. billies. It's crazy, man. Dog. And then it, it booster this, <laughs> booster that. Like, it, it's it's a lot, bro. It's a lot. I'm just cheesed that I didn't invest. Listen. In Pfizer or J- any I don't want to talk about it, man. I don't want to talk about it. What I want to talk about is girls are putting used condoms in their punanis. What's happening? Have you not watched like them Great Donovan or them shows where like girls, girls are- really, really be saving their bro. The nut? Bro, this, this, okay, they're saving the nut and then there's this, this story that came out. Whether true or not. Apparently it's fake. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> Whether true or not. Allegedly, Drake and the Instagram model met up on Instagram, and the two decided to link up a few weeks ago. The model and Drake had a romantic encounter. What happened next was, well, crazy. <laughs> After the party, they went back to his hotel. Spicy. <laughs> Hot off the press. <laughs> <laughs> They smoked weed for a bit He asked if she wanted to have sex She said he was very intent on ensuring things were consensual As he should (laughs) Why'd she say it like that was a complaint They started with a bit of foreplay He rubbed and sucked her titties for a bit He then went on to the bathroom and came out with a condom on She said he's about 7 inches thick and cut They fucked for about 20 minutes He mostly hit it from the back And eventually came inside the condom 
Immediately after he went to the bathroom to dispose of it, she fished the condom out of the trash, untied it, and put the opening end into her vagina. She screamed. <laughs> Boy, was she in for a surprise. She said it felt like pouring hot lava into her pussy. She screamed and Drake ran into the bathroom. He admitted that he poured a packet of hot sauce in the condom to kill sperm. Now, for that reason alone, let's start with Drake, Bill Nye, the science guy. Drake, the science guy. Come, uh, hot mm. sauce to kill the sperm? Like, come on. Good show. Good show. A defense mechanism and... It's not the hot sauce. It's the vinegar that's within the hot sauce. So this is a fact. It's the acidity within the vinegar that Correct. will yes. kill the... And it, I think the hot sauce was just to ensure that the pain is felt when you try to fuck with my seed. Interesting. Wow. Because, yeah, like, mm. I thought it was a booby trap. Well, not mm. a booby trap, but a pussy trap. Pussy trap. <laughs> <laughs> she, 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 unti first of all, <laughs> first of all, if a man ties a condom. <laughs> Just imagine like a balloon clown in the bathroom. Man, <laughs> a man is doing water balloons, <laughs> semen balloons <laughs> in the bathroom. So you, do you know how, first of all, the fact that you walked into the bathroom, took that out the garbage and saw it was tied should be an insult to your vagina and you as a person. Because <laughs> he definitely did not want anything to do with you being in his life long term. That's first. Yo, you know what would be amazing? If he had a second condom with another man's <laughs> with another man's nut in it, <laughs> he dropped that in. He's got and two jars in his sucked. fucking fridge. Wayne's jar, <laughs> Gutta Gutta's jar, little twist jar. <coughs> the baby comes out looking like Smiley. Just <laughs> <laughs> a buyer buy baby. Not a buyer buy baby. The baby comes out like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Peppers yeah. and powder don't go together. <laughs> yo, that's so crazy. Oh my god, yo. And then on top of that, you untied the thing. First of all, the finesse to untie. I don't think I don't think Drake's fucking a girl that don't have nice nails. That's first of all. So mm. Shorty untied these with her manicured toes and <laughs> manicured pedicure toes. And she friggin' pours she, it. She then like, she then hold on, I have to see how this works. Then you have to go upside down and then pour it into the opening of your vagina. You can't just stand and do that. You got to do like a half somersault. <laughs> Yo, here's the irony of it all. She probably had to squeeze it out the condom like you would like squeeze hot sauce out of a packet. <laughs> <laughs> Get one of them Louisiana hot sauce, like one of these oh things. Oh my like, God. She shook she it first. Squeeze it out. She had to shake it first to get all down to the bottom. <laughs> Yo, the, the funny thing about this whole thing was I, I didn't even realize I, I've been fidgeting with this with this uh, sauce pack mm. this whole time as we've been talking. Nervous, <laughs> <laughs> but this is the hot sauce side right here. Um, but man, the fact that like you're right, like lying down and having to ins artificially inseminate. She had to yourself. do a head top to put that in. Like, come on, what are you doing? That you can't stand and do that. And there's also a reason why. Like, 
there's that shooting force. Yeah, you need a turkey. It pushes it back. You according know I mean? to the game, now I'm not an expert on on trapping men, but according to the game, from what I remember correctly, use a turkey baster because it's got that pressure, right? And it, yes, and it's a tube, so it's like going into your pussy. I'm pretty sure it's pretty easy. And yeah, like you need a, you can't just pour it in and expect what like especially <laughs> hold on you poured in a black man sperm and expected it to swim that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> you th- why do you think we need to head start niggas need that pressure oh, man. <laughs> hold know, on and did she and didn't she say seven inches uncut she said seven inches thick and cut to oh, thick and cut. Wait, he's Jewish. Yeah, he's cut. He's cut. <laughs> to right. which uh, many women on Twitter were like, "That's a lie." And I was like, "Wait, wait, what? How? How do you? How do you know? How do you know that? What do you? What do you mean by that?" But yeah, um, very, very fake story, probably, but entertaining mm. as hell, nonetheless. This is, this is up there, and I think he was referring to it. He posted. Something on Instagram today that said, uh, you can have your 15 minutes of fame. I'll take the other 23 hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, damn. I mean, I get it. But shit, if I could hey. get famous in 15 minutes, hey, hey, man, hey. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think of the male version of that. Male like, version of this? That you got to be the one pouring it into her at night. I guess so. And then she's got, so. she's got some sort of Norton antivirus firewall in her vagina that just, I don't know, bounces. It repels the semen back. <laughs> Hits you in the face. I don't know. There you go. Jimmy's <laughs> just, just t- taking the condom off while you're hitting up Maka's while she don't know. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's illegal. That, oh, that is the one. But that is the one. Yeah. So then, okay, ladies, just put hot sauce in your pussy. There it is. That's how you... <laughs> <laughs> Defense against the dark arts. That's how you get her done, people. Um, that's the that's the man version. No, you take it off. You're like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh this is warm. Oh this is hot. <laughs> hot pocket, hot pocket for real. Um, Wowzers! What else happened this week? Uh, Don FM. How do you guys feel about this new weekend? Don FM. Oh, you never heard it or saw it. I did. Oh, I did. Okay. Old, old, old weekend. I thought, you know, because you know how he always changes his theme every time. Obviously, he was mm. changing the theme again. It still sounded very 80s, stayed within the 80s theme that he's been going off. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the trend right now. Everybody like Imagine Jordan has an 80s sounding Tory Lane. Tory Lane's got his 80s sounding album, which, which to me is, is cool and all, but. I really don't. If understand. everyone's doing it, like why? Why are you gonna do it again? I don't understand the appeal to that era for right now. That's that's my biggest, I think, um, qualm with it is like, I liked first of all, this is the, probably the first '80s inspired type uh, weekend album that I thoroughly enjoyed from start to finish. Um, usually, I'm not a big fan because in this style. You don't really get to highlight your voice's abilities. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's just very, I don't want to say safe, but it's very, um, like, to the T. Like, you can't, there's no room for you to freestyle and just go off and do something. Like, it seems so structured. And 
I like the, the reason I think House of Balloons worked so well was the lack of structure. It was just so like it seemed so experimental. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas his 80s sound, he's perfected it to to his audience. And I don't know how much more he can he can do with this sound. You know what I mean? And is this gonna be the weekend forever? Like you're just gonna be 80 sound forever and with hints of R and B that we get every once in a while. You know what I mean? Um I feel like it's a it's a very pop album, but I I, I really enjoyed it. Um I think his instrumentals this time around just way more on point, not as like aerobics y. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. But like no, no, for sure. No, no it's not so flash dance. Yeah, it just see it there was moments of flash dance for sure. But there's mm-hmm. way more um, instrumentation, if, I felt like, in this album. And even just this rollout. What did you guys feel about this rollout? Was it like people were praising it like it was something crazy? And I didn't see it as something crazy. I thought it was something unique. I didn't see it as something crazy, though. I didn't even see it coming. It just dropped. And I was like, huh? I don't know. He kind of promoted it for about two weeks, I think, saying, like, oh, Donna Fam, there's going to be a radio show. Then Jim Carrey the week before hinted that he's narrating on uh the album which what do you guys think about that as well like jim carrey narrating on this album i think his contributions to it were like in terms of wale jerry seinfeld i i get why that happened but this one makes a lot more sense to me two scarborough boys man Two, two scarborough mans you have jim carrey who has the ability to be very dark and brooding Mm. Um, talking about some heavy things on in the middle of this album, you know what I mean, and um, especially when you think about Weekend and his his ability to transform. We talk about every album and his look. Jim Carrey is is literally that an actor. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like he he's about to play Doctor Robotnik again in Sonic. Like who could have thought that that would be a character that would be good enough to play again? <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just Jim Carrey's legend because of that. But, yeah, I I thought that the rollout was – it was cool. Like, you know, it's him in a room, very dark club room, and just a bunch of white people grooving out. And he's standing there just dancing, and he's got his one-two. And it was like a 45-minute stream. And I think I just expected more, to be honest. I expected more from the stream. I didn't think Mm. it was going to be so – just 360 cam on this guy dancing and we're listening to it, music. Is it okay for artists after going all out on so many albums to finally just say, you know what? I'm going to put out a, a more subdued, pared down album where I'm not going to do as much hoopla as I did in the previous ones. Mm-hmm. Is it is it okay for artists to do that? It's okay because for like, artists to do anything, but uh, in terms of how um, the audience re- receive it, I think consumers are just getting a lot more smart. That's the thing. It's like we have so much more information that yeah. we can tell when we're being cheated. We can tell when we're being slighted. We can tell when something could be done uh, a bit better or what was in your range of capabilities. And I think these days, especially like you're, you're more so going against your previous work than you are anybody else, unless right. you're in the unless you're in the rap field. And even still in the rap field, like when Donda and CLB was that that whole two week thing or whatever, people were like, "Why is this a thing?" 
they're, it's two completely different albums. You guys are just doing this because they're rappers. You know what I mean? Mm, and yeah. so you end up going, oh, CLB. Okay, is it better than Drake's old work? And that's where the barometer is. It's not based on what anybody else is doing. So it's 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 just different. You got a changing landscape in music like every year, <laughs> it feels like. And But with The weekend, he's just been able to put out this 80s-infused sound for years. And just people love it just as much. I seen Timbaland say this album reminds him of Thriller. Mm, I wouldn't say that. I, I I personally wouldn't say that, but I I feel like Timbaland is has a better ear for music than me. <laughs> so I'm like, am I off? Like, am I missing something here? I, uh, the only I don't even see a writing style that's similar to Thriller. I just hear 80s sounding music, and is that is that what he's talking about? Because Thriller, Gina, was right? He, he's just trying to get a track with Weekend, man. That's all he's trying to do. You right, Gina? <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get Weekend versus. Yeah. Who would who trying... would the Weekend who would the Weekend even face? Uh, I don't know. I think it would have to be a girl. It would have to be a girl. Why? Because I feel like uh, there's no other man on on a level like him. Like he's he's, I don't know about her. I think, I think uh, his style so unique. I don't know who would match up against his style and his career in terms of he's been uh, around since 2010, right? Um, 2010, yeah, 2011 was House of Balloons time, Take Care time. And what other artists came out around that time that's had even close to the same trajectory in the same field? Hmm. And I don't think we talk about this enough. <laughs> There's no one that does this guy's type of music that is in his in his wheelhouse. Katy Perry. <laughs> it, like this is the thing, though, right? When you think of artists, like I'm thinking of artists. I don't know about you guys. I'm I'm ruffling through pop artists. Yeah, I'm not here. ruffling through R&B artists. I'm not going R&B. I'm going Justin all. Bieber, Shawn Mendes. Like that's that's who I'm ruffling through in my mind. But when they put him in If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The word category is R&B every single time, <laughs> which is so weird. Guarantee you, if Weekend was white, he would not be in the R&B category. Oh, yeah. No, he'd be Billy Eilish. I mean, where do they throw Magic Jordan? I really don't know. That's a, that's one um, pair that is their their trajectory is kind of confusing to me, because you have two guys who contributed to Drake's largest song in his well second largest now in his career. Hold on, we're going home, right? You think from that they would be propelled into I mean super stardom, but. It seems to just be staying at a level um, that's not necessarily, I don't know, I feel like they're bigger in Europe than they are here, mm. which is weird to say for a Toronto artist. I mean, with, with their sound, though, I could see them being bigger in Europe than here, for sure. I can see that with a lot of people from the city, though. But like yeah. for the, the Weeknd, for example, his style when he first came out, I would assume that Europe would be probably more on that vibe before we would be, but we were the ones that embraced it and were like, "Yeah, this is our new sound." And now it's become Toronto sound, dark, brooding, cold, uh, airy. Like we just have this this vibe to us that has spilled over into the R and B world, has spilled over into the hip hop world, and yeah, I just don't know where guys like. Magic Jordan, and I keep naming OVO guys, Roy Woods. Like, where do these guys sit in the trajectory of artists? And is it is it difficult to see because we're from Toronto and they're Toronto guys? If we were in America, would we know where they're at? Hmm, that's a good question. Because I feel like if the Americans just look at us the same way, like, oh, that's that Toronto stuff. Yeah. You know, they almost need to make a, a, a category just for Toronto. That's artists. what I'm saying. Are they anything. grouped into just the city and that's it? Like, this is the city's music and you got Roy Woods, you got Magic, you got this person, you got that person. Or are they their they own entities? The same, like, I feel like they'd look at us the same way they look at maybe UK drill, mm, you know, in okay. a sense. Where it's like, oh, that's London's thing. They're big but over they there. Yeah, okay. It'll never, it'll never be like maybe Skepta might make a nomination in the hip hop category, mm -hmm. but like, but that's still like far away, separated from the traditional everyday UK drill sound. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So that's tough. I don't know. I feel like they just categorize us as other R and B, hip hop, other. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. But that's because we are like we. It, to an extent, like the state sound is, is specific to the states, and then the award ceremonies all come from within their country, so it's based off and their they perspective. Call it the world, <laughs> right? And then they call it the world, right? Yeah. So definitely, um, it's definitely. Conf I, I don't know. I feel like I'd be confused as a Toronto artist on like where I even sit. You know what I mean? Like, it's so difficult to have a gauge on things when you're not on Shade Room every week or you're not, you know what I mean? These blogs aren't putting, you're not on Double XL Freshman list. Like, 
Think of how many Toronto artists that popped and and, and broke out, and we never see one of them on any freshman list, mm. and yet they're near the top. Uh, I think Nav was no, he he actually didn't do another. Nope, he skipped it. Like he would have been considered. You know, you're talking about a guy freshman. who had like two, three but hits he, at the time when he first came through. And he's the guy that produced back to back. Like he produced a diss song that won a Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand? Wait, Nav produced back to back? Nav produced back to back. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Holy. And so you think someone with that as their background coming in signs to EXO. <laughs> You think oh. you think that's like a a lock from Toronto's perspective? That's a lock into well, double XL freshman list or something of that. He, he ain't freshman. He skipped. He skipped. He skipped college and university. And went straight to the league. Is what he did. Mm, true. Plus, I, 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 the thing is that some artists decline those things as well, which I'm not too sure why. I've never seen it as a slight, unless you're afraid to do freestyle. And that's even weird because none of them freestyle these days anyways. Well, I guess Nav would need... Well, no, there's such thing as uh, auto-tune mics, so I guess that would have kept the cover... That would have got him covered. But yeah, I, I, I would see... If I was an auto-tune artist, I would hate to do cyphers. Mm, yep, exactly. You know? It's just not going to be the same vibe like at all. And I, no, man. If I knew, if I knew auto tune mics were gonna be a thing, dog, I would have just started singing a long time ago. <laughs> mm. Yo, are you <laughs> stupid? That would have been my whole career just singing. Are you dumb? Auto tune mic me. N- niggas will never know. I'm never oh, gonna. Man. I'll never be in a situation where I'm on a, like a radio station and they're like, oh, just sing this. Hard. Nope. <laughs> Strict no singing policy. Sorry. Shows only. Man, <laughs> man, I was doing a reference for somebody, and then they. They auto-tuned my voice for a specific note, and I was just like, I was offended. I was like, "Well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hit the note. Like mm. it was, it was off that you had to auto-tune it." Mm. So my mind comes from a different place with auto-tune, where it's just like, I don't need that. Why you, you raise a very me? valid question. I wonder how many artists get because I ooh, so because I can imagine that. As an artist, you go in there, you lay down the track, right? You hear it from the producer before it's mixed and mastered. And then you lay down all the tracks, send them out to get mixed and mastered for your album. Then you get the album. Getting the album must feel like getting the magazine cover. And all your blemishes are gone. (laughs) That scar that you love from that crazy story that's on your knee is gone. You have no stretch marks from the kids that you get you bore. Like, and you're just like, who the fuck is this? (laughs) Like, does that feel the same for artists after the uh, the the engineering and mastering? Right, right. Is that insulting to you at all? Are you like, yo, what the fuck? Yo, I killed that part. They didn't need to do all that. They need to airbrush my say, voice here. There's probably moments where it's just like, oh, really? You have to fix that? But then other moments where like, damn, that sounds better than I expected. Mm, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Facts. That's the other thing, right? too. Yeah. Kay says that uh, Canada has to do better at awarding their own artists. And yeah, we, we definitely need more infrastructure in order to to 
facilitate things like that. I think having the Juno Awards is not enough. I think we no. need a Black Awards, and the Stylist Awards had its moment, but it never grew into what it potentially could have been. When we're talking about Stylist Awards, just DJs. Stylist Awards should be as big as it should have grown, though. That's the point. You you grow, you start with the DJs because that's the starting point of hip hop and all that other stuff. But you expand, you grow that. Mm. Look at the Mobile Awards in the UK. Look at the Rated Awards. Those are specifically for black talent and and black personalities. It's not it's not the Brits or any of that stuff. That's you know for a more mainstream audience or whatever you want to call it. But you need an award system for especially our communities because a lot of us so, so much thrive on competition, and not even just that. When you have more events like that where you're celebrating certain people before they get out there, then they don't try to stay out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. People aren't afraid to stay at home because you're celebrated where you're at. People leave because they're not celebrated where they're at. They're not celebrated enough or properly in the, in the, in the proper way. And so you have, you have people that will leave very easily because you go to the States and there's so many different ways for you to... Um, believe in you <laughs> for you to reaffirm your 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 uh, your talent you know what I mean other than oh great song or a great video so it's it's tough it's tough for for us in this city specifically but I think things will change eventually somebody like in terms of timing I think we're right on pace with everything we're we're doing um, we're at what second generation now I would say in in terms of the immigrants in this city, um, Caribbean at least, you're on like second second generation wave, maybe third generation wave starting. With uh, each coming generation, things are just gonna get better and have gotten better, like it, it, and it'll continue to do so. But we just got here. 30, 40, 30, 40 years. In the 70s, 70s. Right? Yeah. That's when they came through. 40, 40, 50 years now. So it's like, you got to give us time. Just like with anything else, you got to give some time. And um, more infrastructure hopefully will reveal itself. Right now, they're just taking away venue after venue after venue. And that's never good. Um, I don't see more studio spaces opening up or any of that, which I expected after like, just such an influx of artists coming out of the city over the years. You'd think you'd see more of these things available, but no. we move. We move. Um, you know, we're, we're a couple of guys uh, doing a podcast right now, and a lot of people don't like that. <laughs> no. Men, no. men no, doing no. podcasts are under attack. Oh my goodness, yeah. Men oh, doing man. I, I have seen hold on, let me see if I could just <laughs> I, I, could, I could just Twitter search some uh men doing podcast tweets. I, I guess it's a bad time for me to announce that I just started a new podcast <laughs> with John the Barber and, and wow, my other wow. homie Peebs called yeah, His Brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's, there's, there's his brother there's no her sister no nothing. yeah it's his brother god damn it god bless well you're not black should so I you say guys should be all right damn it you guys are not black mm. so you should, you should be all right it seems like the black men are the most under the under attack and rightfully so for some of these guys um you see in tweets like giving straight men podcast was the worst thing we ever did 
<laughs> I get so scared when I see men around the table with mics. <laughs> Yo, like <laughs> somebody said they dropped off uh podcast equipment in the hood like the eighties with crack. And <laughs> what? Yeah, it's bad out here right now, man. I'll show you why. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you one very good example of why. 18, 30, 40, 50 women pregnant at the same time. As a female, you can only be pregnant by one man at a time. And further, it benefits you as a woman to stick to that man because the more you get pregnant, the more your value declines. Stretch marks, loose. Wow. Wow. Let's 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 let's, let's, let's just replay have, that. The more you decline, I'll stop the more it right you... there. Yeah, I'll stop it right there. We'll keep we'll dissect the whole thing. The more you <laughs> Yo, this is so laughable to me. The more you decide to <laughs> perform the miracle of giving life to this planet, the more your value declines. Just to whom? Just, just ponder that. How? The, imagine telling a magician: the more you do that trick, the worse it gets. <laughs> like what, <laughs> fam? What? What are you saying to me? Are you not considering the children that are about to have a mother that are going to need their mother that much more because there's another child born into this world? Your value has increased. You're, you're, you're needed that much more. This guy literally As said his, his mother, his own mother, giving birth to him, devalued herself, essentially. His mother was worth less giving birth to him. <laughs> I'll keep it going. She's losing the vaginal elasticity and all of these. He said stretch marks losing the vaginal elasticity do you know what you would need do you know what you would need to lose the vaginal elasticity you'd need the jaws of life (laughs) like that doesn't even make sense you you need a speculum being in use all All day long at all times at all times just something keeping you open keeping you wide (laughs) <laughs> that is the do- dog the man doesn't even know how pussy works and he's telling niggas how to get pussy this is the world we're living in okay what else meaningful things that attract men so you are one who should stick with a man so monogamy is very meaningful for women whereas for a male who has a lot of resources monogamy is not a necessity it's actually a detriment to you i've always i i I personally think if you're a man of a certain status and income, it's stupid for you to be monogamous. But you know yeah. what I'm saying? But women st- can still benefit from you not being monogamous. So that's from the um, the, the, the Spoil and, and Unfit podcast that we talked about last week. Um, with just more of their... And there's this thing called the manosphere on the internet. The manosphere, and that is Kevin Samuels, Fresh and Fit, and a bunch of these other men-led channels and and TikTok pages and podcasts, excuse me. And these guys 
literally are all bad Patrice O'Neal actors that just say the dumbest shit and, and really genuinely believe this stuff. Like, they'll fight tooth and nail. What I, and what I love and hate about these guys at the same time, when I say love, it's because I love laughing at these guys. Yes. But I hate that they're serious about it and that they think that this applies to the world. This is literally the people they've come across, the people that their peoples have come across, and just within their community. Like This is very specific to their life and, and the people that they've, they've been around. Like this doesn't apply to everyone. So to be to push this this information like it applies to every single man and woman in the world mm. is ridiculous to me. Like any that arrogance in general is the arrogance that ruins this world. They they think that one thought goes all the way through. Like we need to have multiple thought, multiple thought patterns and thought processes. Otherwise, everything's exactly the same. They think exactly they're the saving same. men. They think that they're genuinely doing a, a, a service they think that they're uh, they think that they're opening eyes like this is the crazy thing they're not oh, they are opening eyes. they're opening they sure. think they're enlightening <laughs> niggas and it's just so like i don't understand anytime i've ever done any form of media that like i can gather um, data right my my statistics have always been skewed almost the same percentage almost every time 60 to 40 percent women to men right and i can't imagine putting out something where i have 90 to 95 percent men as my demographic and thinking <laughs> that i'm doing something right <laughs> in no world in no world <laughs> you you can name anything you can name anything I don't even care if it's sports. <laughs> you could name gonna... anything, even sports. If I have ninety-five percent male demographic, shoot me. I was gonna say caps. NASCAR racing, or no. maybe like, Dog. but there's women NASCAR drivers. Dog. I was I, gonna. That's you know what I mean? so ridiculous to me, bro. Like that in a, in and of itself should be an indicator. If you have a majority male following, you're doing something wrong. I'm trying to think of any any field where to have mostly men as your following. And when is I fine. mean mostly men, I don't mean fifty five percent, sixty percent. I mean eighty and above. If you're dealing with the eighty percentile of men to woman ratio, you're doing some sick shit over there. Unless you're talking about erectile dysfunctions on your page, that's exactly what I was thinking. Unless it has something to do pertains with, to with, the male anatomy, then yes, that's I, the only. Then way. I get it. That's a, that's unav unavoidable. You know what I mean? Mm. And even still, even, even still, still they uh, can come. I'm along like, women are curious <laughs> people, bro. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just it's it's so weird to me, bro. And I'm I'm grateful every day that I don't have to come on this podcast and talk to two men that don't know shit. <laughs> you know, because imagine one of us were these guys. This podcast, <laughs> this podcast oh would never last. God. This podcast would never last. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> this podcast would never last. It, it would, would be dissolve. called Not Enough Gravy. 
<laughs> no, where's the gravy, woman? <laughs> that's, that's what it would be fucking called. Where's the gravy, woman? It'd be the worst fucking podcast in the history of the city. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, they're giving... I don't even know how to, like, combat this. How do you... How do you, as, like, a podcast with majority men... We Obviously, we have Alicia. Um, and we brought in Alicia for these reasons we don't want to sound like them niggas that's why you brought alicia in so we could have a woman with a voice of reason with perspective that could put us in our place when we're going out of line or whatever the case may be and you know when i, I just i don't know i now i don't think i could do anything that's just all men i'm scared nah. <laughs> i'm scared Oh man! Even on our stand-up shows, we try to make sure you know we balance out the the lineup, all these other things. Oh, for sure. And it doesn't. Oh, for sure. It it, it doesn't hurt anything. This it is my thing. Not it's like, all. where is the evidence that a woman being involved hurts anything? Other than like, obviously, you got you got crazy women, and uh, I'm talking about a woman being involved in business, like or or something artistic that you're doing. I've never seen that being a detriment. Women yeah. add to everything. Even in when you're when you go from single to relationship, you can get so much further I feel like in a relationship whether it's man or woman, but in our case we got to speak from having a woman that like women are just are going to help and foster every help foster everything a lot better like and facilitate things a lot better. There's so many things that I, I we spoke about this before where you as a man, you, you in your house, you think, I got it all. And your girl will come out, why don't you got this? Why don't you got this? Why don't you got this? And you're like, damn, I could use, that would make life a lot easier. <laughs> and you don't know why you never had it, but you need that that woman energy, that feminine touch to just <laughs> add to your life. The balance is necessary, bro. And right. You need balance in everything. And I don't know how people can think, like these guys are going to, might as well end up marrying they're, they're bros. You hate women. You hate women. You know women. what I'm saying? You, you, you spend all this time getting to know women so well. And then you start teaching men about all the research you've made dealing with women. And how to manipulate you wouldn't have, and cheat you, your you way You wouldn't through. have all this information in the first place if it wasn't for, for women. women. Like, so once again, it's the, the reason for all of your success has to do in large in part to women. And you know what the funniest thing about it is? And <laughs> we'll wrap this part this this uh topic up here. The the same men that will go, "Oh, uh, you know, women are this and women are this. You got to do this as a man to to make sure you keep your woman in line or you got to do this and all those guys always have a preference." Right? And that means that they're going after one type of woman. Mm. And yet they keep complaining about women. What would you do if a woman was complaining about men and they were going only after one type of men? What do you say to them? Explore. Stop trying There's to go after the same thing. The There's plenty of fish in the sea. None of these men have been even awarded that opportunity. Because they're so close-minded to anything else. And now when they start dating, especially these guys specifically, they have certain types of women that come on their podcasts. Mm -hmm. Certain types of women. It's women who are not all the way book smart, 
they don't necessarily are up on the woke talk or know know when they should set their boundaries. These are a lot of women that just don't they, they're there for the clout. They want to get the attention for their OnlyFans or for their YouTube or whatever. And so now they have the examples of the type of woman that they're talking about. But they would never bring a woman that is the opposite of that because they know they couldn't talk like that around them. So I was going to say, bring in a distinguished woman. Bro. A distinguished woman that has pedigree, has accolades, has money. Let me see you talk that talk with them now. That's when Let I, see that's when that I know shit's real. With a woman that has real life experience and has dealt with busters like them. And I bet you on the flip side, they'll be like, there's guys like you. See, but it's just yeah, like it, Gina's, it's just like Gina says, people of that pedigree and of that cloth would never engage with these fucks. So you're never- Which is why they're forced <laughs> to be with that type of woman in the first place. Facts. Which is why it's like, yo, you're never going to get that pushback because they're afraid to invite them. And women who are li- who are of that elk and see the fuck you going on would never touch that platform and give mm-hmm. them the time of day. Or even have the wherewithal to be like, yeah, I want to teach these guys better. Like, for fucking what? Go Google. Go learn, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And it's not their responsibility to either. So, like... I completely get it. My friend Wheezy, um, shout out to Wheezy from Horrible Decisions. She was supposed to be a guest on there at one point and actually didn't go. And then now Thank she's God. seen all this and she's like, nah, now I definitely want to go. Like, bring me up there. Let me cuss these niggas out. Like, so I'm hoping, mm. I'm hoping she she gets on that show because if Wheezy gets on there, she's gonna cuss them out and, and create a moment for sure. Like just off their physicality alone. <laughs> yeah, punked off easy, oh, and are- I don't even want to. I don't want to even deal with surface level bullshit. But it's really the to their inner core, like they rotten man. Yeah, no, they're just rotten people, rotten individuals. Yeah, like how can you really assume that women are all single minded like that? Because that's like, the only woman that they talk to, bro. They they they're too intimidated to talk to a woman outside of that scope or realm. So. But like even men, like to think that all men think like them too is ridiculous, right? And I'm pretty sure they don't think that in total, like all men think like this, all women think like that, but they give the off the vibe that that's what they think based off how they speak. And it's just like, yo, do you not listen back to your podcast and hear yourselves? God, the cringe. If God, the cringe. I can't imagine having to look at some of these videos that they're making in a couple years. I hope these guys never change because if they do, they're going to fucking hate themselves. <laughs> if what? I evolved and grew into a different person and saw what they have been putting out for hundreds of episodes, I'd want to off myself, bro. I wouldn't go outside yeah. anymore. Like you wouldn't see me outside without a mask. Yeah. <laughs> like I'd be so embarrassed, dog. But anyways, speaking of embarrassment, Montreal Lockdown. President's Choice Parents is back at it again. Oof. Compliments. Back at it again. Compliments Quebec. Compliments Quebec. Alibaba's uh, France. That place, <laughs> listen, 
These guys, uh, fresh go friends, <laughs> <laughs> a group of Canadians on their way to Mexico for New Year's Eve went absolutely ape shit on, on Sunwing flight. That prompted a response from Justin Trudeau, maskless vaping, passing around bottles, crowd surfing and other dangerous activities took place for the duration of the flight. So this video of these guys absolutely just fucking living it up, bro. This guy's crowd surfing at one point. They got bottles on there popping, blasting music from someone's speaker, I think. And I think someone said that the flight attendants eventually just said, we're not dealing with this, and stayed at the front and the back of the plane and just let them just go off. I'm very confused why they didn't just land at the nearest airport and just fucking drop their asses off in jail, but whatever. Yo, they, they would do that with one per- with one flight member, like... I swear they've done that many times. If somebody it's just one yeah. unruly met one unruly passenger, they yeah. dock, land, exactly. kick them off, deal with the authorities, and keep it moving. Yeah, if someone poses a threat, then I'm pretty sure that they do exactly that. So I don't know um, why that wasn't put in place, but Vape they are too, all right? on non no flight um, lists, so they they can't come back. <laughs> They're trying to get back home and they can't right now, and so imagine. Imagine you're you're put on these no flight things, and now the only way to get back is expose yourself. Yeah, I was one of those guys that were on on Sunway. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, bro, I hope it was worth it, man. That shit. And then half of them had COVID allegedly. Wow. And and somehow got through. I don't know, man. It's just very very weird that this would even occur. I don't. Like what? This video is crazy, bro. I'm gonna send you guys. I'm putting it in the group chat. This video is nuts. The way, and it, of course, there's only one black guy the whole flight. <laughs> I, I thought when I heard, first heard this news, I'm like, please don't be black. Please don't be black. Please don't be black. And I went and I saw there's just one black guy that's there, but the rest of them is just a gang of white people living their life up. Good for them. Good for them, man. I'm glad it was white people though. It had to be white people. Imagine it was a plane full of Filipino people. What would you do? Uh I would congratulate them for even being able to get a whole flight like that. Like <laughs> Congrats, you made it. All you guys made it on one flight. Me trying to get my family of Filipinos to do that all together. What? No, if they ever did that, I would be embarrassed for them too. Shit. That's just white culture for you, man. That's that white culture. <laughs> Um, I was talking actually speaking of that, I was talking to somebody about um black. The organizer culture. was a brown guy. <laughs> was he? Actually? Yeah. Wow. Forget um <laughs> I was talking to somebody about how like uh black culture um you know how like we're talking about appropriation and, and all these different things of like different races or ethnicities stealing or I mean not ethnicities, different races appropriating and stealing from black culture right and i saw this video of this white guy um i think he's a soccer player and he does an interview listen to this fake cup goal not not one in the premier league yet but your first FA cup goal for city i know yeah delighted prem soon come but just got um take game by game and he says prem soon come right and it went viral Amongst like the Jamaican community, because the message is like soon come, like he said, it's so, so natural, you know what I mean? And I started thinking, I'm like, yo, especially now that like 
we've established that hip hop has played a large part in this, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of white people appropriating black culture, I think it starts at hip hop. Um and seeps all the way through. So we're now at what? Hip hop started in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, 2020s. Yeah, it's like 2010. Now in the 5th decade of hip hop, right? Fifth decade of appropriation. <laughs> is it a pro? Is it black culture anymore, or is it just the world? Like, as a white kid growing up now, do you identify it as black culture and like something you can indulge in, or are there so many things that are just so cooked into our everyday that it's very easy for you to steal from black culture and not even know it? Because, like, for example, well, I know it's like, it's a lot of culture. gay terms that I did not know started in the black gay community. You know what I mean? Like, when you're talking about it's giving or not you doing this or the math ain't mathing or whatever these little terms are. Like, a lot of these terms start in the gay black community. Now, as a straight black man, some people may say I shouldn't be able to just use it. Because gay people aren't being treated, especially gay, queer black people are not being treated the way they should right now. So taking from them is unfair. Just like white people taking from us is unfair. But what if you don't know? It's, I feel like black culture is so cooked in now that it's very easy to just not know. Well, once once black culture becomes popular culture, once hip hop becomes pop, at that point, it's like it's still black culture. How do you? But it's just now popularized black culture, because like terms like because when you think about the internet and what the internet does to to you know common phrases like lit or 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 uh. What's another one that, you know, even things from back, outdated ones like, ooh, the bomb. Yeah. Well, that's the bomb, you know? Mm-hmm. Certain things that seep its way into cool pop culture will always be in its origins black. But, like, I think once it hits pop culture and it's been appropriated by the rest of the world and they say, yep, that's appropriate now to the point where we... I think it's, even still... It's always you- forever going to be black culture, but once the world claims it, it's not anymore because they don't want to pay back black people for it yeah they don't want to say hey thanks for that yeah no. here you go never thanks for the word liddy thanks for turn up thanks for all they're never gonna give back yeah for all the things that they've taken so i just say once it goes pop you can't stop but there's certain <laughs> things in the black community that like i feel like just like what you're saying the bomb right if i heard a white guy say that right now I wouldn't feel like they're stealing from me. I'd be like, that's old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh. and are, are things that are that, uncool, like- are things that are now deemed uncool, okay for white people to just indulge in? Like, when black people are but done that- with it, is it cool for white people to use it? Well, that's the thing. I'm like, is it still, do black people want to claim stuff that white people have ruined? Mm. Because it's like, yeah, this was cool until you started saying the bomb, and as now I don't want to say it no more. Just like Joelle is saying, these corporations run things into the ground until it becomes uncool and black people create something else. So, like, when corporations get it, like, I remember when the first time ever um, somebody on the news did the dab. 
I think it was Wolf Blitzer. And niggas was like, yep, it's over. That's it. We're done. Pack it up. <laughs> it's over. They ruined it. And yeah, like you, you constantly see this <laughs> once it's on a Forever 21 shirt, says Gita. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> or fucking urban, urban behavior. Or was it urban planet? Urban Outfitters. Urban Outfitters. That's the one. Why is there so many urbans? Because and how urban does... was once considered black. That's what I'm saying. That's what. Ooh. And they figured, hey, let's call it Urban Outfitters to black gain outfitters? popularity and cool. Nigga Outfitters. Nigga Planet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nigga Behavior. That's really what they say. <laughs> <laughs> this is an urban podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga planet. Keith, what about Keith Urban? Keith Urban? Keith nigga? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Nigga Outfitters is hilarious. <laughs> I think that, I think that might have been beat Kush Scream still. That might have been Kush Scream. That was a that's a deadly one for for, for episode title today. Um But yeah, I just had that thought because I was discussing with someone um Mr. Kanye West and I watched um you know those like YouTube documentaries that they put that someone just puts together like of the rise of Drake, the rise and fall of Marilyn Manson or whatever. So I seen this one called The Genius of Kanye West, right? Mm. And I'm watching this shit and it's just showing like obviously in chronological order his rise to fame. And you see when his mom died, which I never seen videos of his mom, Donda, Miss Donda West. Um, I had never seen videos of them interacting or talking before. And so this is my first time seeing that. And bro, the way she talked to Kanye, bro, I completely get it now. Like, you can't tell that man nothing. His mom talked to him like he was a god. Like he was royalty among men. And that the world just didn't know it yet. It was like... It was emotional. <laughs> it was a lot. And then when his mom passes and like, I mean, his mom's reciting lyrics. Like she's rapping lyrics. Like you had that one song that went and she raps like 10 bars of it with no help from Kanye at all. And I'm just like, yo, like you really see where it began for this guy. Right. And then his mom dies. Obviously, we've seen that happen. His girlfriend cheats on him in, like, the same year, and we get 808s and heartbreak, right? We get, like, a, literally a world-changing album that brings us new artists like Drake, Cuddy, all these different guys were birthed from seeing how well-received rapping about your, your emotions was, right? Kanye, over the past, what, how long could we say he's not been... The Kanye we knew. Like three, four years. Well, probably more than that. Because there's a, a while, whole Trump, man. there's a whole Trump era. And then there was before that. So it's like what, eight? Maybe seven, eight years? I say that all the years Drake has been number one. <laughs> facts? Is that facts? Hold on. What is he put moment- out? Hold on. Let me see what he's put out since Drake came out. I would say for the moment Jay-Z did a song with Drake, that's when he started to freak out. That's when he started to freak out? Nah, I don't think so. Because he started to freak... Him, Jay-Z, and Kanye 
start to freak out at the same time. Remember that. And that's why right, we, right, right. that's why we got washed the throne. Because Kanye was afraid of Drake. Like he's like he literally came on stage with Drake at one point and I think he said, We wouldn't have put together Watch the Throne if this nigga wasn't putting so much pressure on us. If he wasn't mm. putting so out so much hits. And from then on, I feel like it was like after yeah, 2010. After 2010, I feel like is when it it, it started Kanye started to change a little bit. And obviously we get the Taylor Swift moment polarizing but you keep getting polarizing moments and like i i started thinking about it more and more i'm like because i'm like yo what is really the method behind this guy's madness i don't get it and now we see him as a billionaire he's 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 all over the place with everybody he's fucking who he wants and just living his life and i looked at all these polarizing moments that he attached himself to and i think i finally get it like i think i finally understand it I don't think Kanye's lost at all. I think Kanye's actually smarter than us all. <laughs> I think he tricked us. And he tricked essentially white people as well. Because you marry, first of all, you marry Kim Kardashian, arguably one of the most famous women on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. You're already one of the biggest artists in the world at that time. So it's like, think of it as joining houses in royalty, right? Like, this is a big move. If it was in the 1400s, Kanye marrying Kim, there's a parade, celebrations. Like, it would be crazy, right? Mm. So you have that. Then he puts himself beside the president. Not just any president, but the most controversial one. we never seen this nigga with Obama like that. We but never D- seen, but with DT, we never Whoa. seen this nigga with Obama like that. Why? Because I feel like he didn't need to be with Obama like that. Black people, the left, already know and love Kanye. He's been preaching for the left. If you listen to his music, for a long time, he's against capitalism. He's he wants more socialism, wants more arts. He's like, he's everything the right right wing would hate. Right? Puts himself with right wing number one. Donald Trump, right? Starts wearing a Confederate flag. Starts wearing the MAGA hat. And we're all on the left like, yo, what the fuck's this nigga doing? Yo, bro, chill. (laughs) While the right's over there like, yeah, I don't know who this Kanye fella is, but I like him. (laughs) I don't know why they're always Southern, but they are. (laughs) And you have now him exposing himself to an entire different side of the world, essentially. You see what I'm saying? And appealing to them. Not just exposing himself to them, but now they're rallying behind him because they see how mad the left gets at what he's doing. So anything the left gets mad at, the right's going to support. Like, ooh, let's go. So now he goes to Slavery's a Choice on the biggest news outlet in the world, TMZ. He, he does that whole thing. Then he's he who's he put himself beside next? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> he puts himself beside. All right? And that's polarizing. That catches everyone for a spin. And it's just like I feel like he's just gather it's like he's Thanos. He's just gathering gathering controversy stones. 
controversy story was amazing. And the man is about to, he just put out the news today that he's thinking of get by, uh, moving to Russia and he wants to meet Putin. Fam. Fam. And then uh, over the course of this entire time that he's been doing all these antics, he becomes a multi-billionaire. He gets the board position at Gap that he cried and ranted about years ago. Remember that time he was running for president and he did that rally where he's wearing the bulletproof vest and he cries, I almost killed my daughter. All that stuff. He, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's mind boggling to me, honestly. It, it, it far surpasses anything I'm willing to do to get to that place. And that's what I think mm. is different about Kanye. He's willing to do all these things and take whatever comes with it because he knows what the end goal is and it's billions, which is all he wanted. He said it in a Breakfast Club interview years ago I went and saw. You can't tell a billionaire anything. And Charlemagne and Sway and all these guys, the reason he's getting so angry is, you ever heard of a book called The $40 Million Negro? Mm -mm. No. It's essentially about kind of like you give you give the black something to occupy their time. Something to make them feel like they're free and that they did it and they're out and they won the game. But realistically, just like we were talking about with sports, shut up and dribble. You still have somebody that owns you. You have an owner. <laughs> you know what I mean? You still have somebody that can tell you and cut off your money supply if they want to. And tell you you can't do what you want to do. Whenever yeah. they feel like it. They can suspend you, bench you, whatever. Right? And there's this illusion of freedom that you think you have as a millionaire. That you definitely really do have as a billionaire. And I think that's what he's been getting at this entire time. Is like, this is not good enough. You guys are okay with this because of the life you, you think you deserve. But I, he no, I know better. And I've always thought over this entire time, like, this is a guy that was birthed from a Black Panther. A birth from a woman that was an African-American studies professor. Like, you don't just lose that. And especially someone that adored and loved his mom and does so much for his mom to this day. Just last week, he did the, the Gap um, Balenciaga collab. And the first thing he wrote on his Insta story, Mama, we made it. We finally did it. You don't forget values from someone that means that much to you. No. And I think it's more one of those things where you tap dance, tap dance for now, knowing what you're going to do at the end. And it, I don't know how he, how do you think he could win us back in terms of us thinking and knowing that the past couple of years was all just a ploy to get to this point? How could he win us back? Tell if he tells us this was all a ploy that, to get to this point, that? I did this just to show you I could win the the the, the right. Mm. I did this. I pissed off the left just to win the right. I, I call. I said slavery is a choice because I wanted to create this uproar and have you continuously listen to all the crazy shit that I have to say, mm. only so that I could say the poignant shit that I want to say. Because you think I'm about to say some crazy, stupid shit. Yeah. But now that I have everybody's attention. With six billion plus dollars along with it, I could really say what I want to say. Yeah, I, I think if you just told up straight up, everything was calculated. You really think I wanted to rock that MAGA hat? 
I put it on just so that you guys would talk about me just as much as you was talking to Donald Trump. You know what yeah. I mean? He just re- he just uh, confessed and said that he listens to like hood shit when he was growing up. He wasn't even a backpacker, like a true backpacker. Mm. He said, I listened to the hood shit, Scarface. Jay-Z growing up, all that shit. I never listened to no, like, no far side, violated people. The thing is, I never really listened to that shit. I listened to hood shit. He's so strategic and intentional. Like, that when he came in the game, he did interviews saying, I'm not going to be like these these other rappers that because they only got one side of the life. I I got both sides. I could see it from both sides. And I'm going to change the game. And, like... There's never been a moment where Kanye said he was going to do something where he didn't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's the scary part is like you go back and you listen to these interviews. Like, I am Warhol. I am Walt Disney. It sounded nuts. But now you Mm-mm. see it. Now you see it. He is, he is literally, if you're going to compare anybody in music to the likes of Steve Jobs or any of these guys, it's going to be Kanye. It's Kanye. It's gonna be Kanye. Point blank and simple. Not because of his music, but because of the creativity. It seeps into it's... every medium. The man's mm. shoes are his own silhouette. He's creating silhouettes that never existed. Yeah. Like Jay Z was a businessman. We'll give him that. Like Kanye is a visionary. He's a an businessman. You know what I mean? Like the fact that he could create and design a shoe. Jay Z didn't design a shoe. He got. The, he signed it off. Everything is Kanye's idea. I told you guys. I showed you. Did I send right. you guys the video? Did you guys watch that video? I was still waiting to find that video. I couldn't find it. I was trying I'm gonna to look, go look for, for it. it. I, yeah, I'm gonna go look for it and, and send it to you guys. But that video, man, really opened my eyes to the genius of this guy. Like, just the little things that he's creating on the side that he literally hasn't even talked about that are gonna yeah. be rolled out over the next couple of years. The amount of sneakers he has already, and the when you're talking about like think of how many celebrities have had sneakers have had endorsements have had all types of things and never took it this far like it's pretty nuts his, yeah. for his kicks to be selling out since the first day i remember when the yeezys first came out livestock rammed lying down the street around the block mm. goodfoot rammed lying down the street around the block you couldn't find those kicks anywhere. Red October's when those came out, you couldn't talk to him. Name one Kanye shoe that failed. He's got Man. he's got MJ numbers. <laughs> like niggas dropping slippers and they work. Like it's crazy. And this is this seeps over into anything artistically that he tries to do. So it's like yo, I, I'm hoping that this was all like I said. Uh, tat dance until I get to the spot that I need to be, and then I'll really show y'all what's going on. He's been pandering this whole time. Man. Oh, that would be incredible <laughs> if he's been pandering this whole time, dog. That would be fucking great to me personally. I don't know. I think that would be amazing. Um, Joel said exactly what Norm is saying because otherwise people will think he's just back on the lower because of backlash. And that's the other thing too is like when you hear his stories, like. It's really like a, a Truman show happening with him. It's yeah. like the people have tried to give him um, medicine that will literally, word for word, he said, this pill will dumb your genius down. You will lose your genius. 
And so it's like, yo, how do you I don't know how you how you operate on such large frequencies all the time, knowing that people are this close to calling you crazy, and yet they have no idea what's going on on the other end. Like it's a lot of pressure that guy's under, bro. And for him to still create like he does, kudos to him. Kudos to him. <laughs> um, but yes, we are gonna we can wrap things up. Hold on, my fucking mouse died. Yeah, my phone's about to die. That's why I keep on like unplugging my headphones and plugging my charger back in. <laughs> yeah, my mouse died. I'm like, yo, how do I? How does this happen? Um, but hey, yeah, yo, real quick though, let's let's wish Matthew's wonderful, wonderful one a happy birthday too. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Yes, yes. Happy Wifey. birthday to my girlfriend. She's uh, amazing, uh. fantastic, and celebrating her amazing birthday. We are celebrating it tonight, and uh, we're having a fabulous oh, night tonight, huh? Fantastic. Having a fabulous night, huh? Hey, you better, you better be making love to that Kennedy Kennedy Road music tonight yes. too, boy. Waves of oh, love. Oh, that oh. Waves. The waves, waves upon waves, upon waves. <laughs> this guy said, "Waves upon waves, upon waves." Man, I, just I come come to think of it, I got a lot of there's a lot of Capricorns in my life. We're surrounded by Capricorns. Wifey's birthday was just last. Yeah, your wifey's birthday was just a couple ago. days ago. Shout out to Fly yeah, Lady. Happy Die. birthday, Fly Lady Die. My little guy Inaro, his birthday was last week too. Wrong, wrong. So lot I got him here. Both of them are staying with me while my mom and my sister got hit with that vid. Mm. So yeah, that's a it's a lot of caps, a lot of caps going around. Um, definitely uh, a lot. I've seen so many birthdays just so in this past week. I'm like, why are you guys all clumped together? Spread it out. Um, you know why? It's because uh, around springtime. Seeds are naturally planted. (laughs) Facts. That's a fact. I'm going to give you a good shot for that one. I like that. I like that. Um, You guys see the Fresh Prince uh, trailer? No. The the newest trailer, no. The newest trailer, no. No. You guys need to go watch that. It's interesting. They show all the characters. So who Hillary is, who Ashley is, Uncle Phil, and Viv. And it's interesting. It's interesting. We'll talk about it next week when you guys have seen it. But yeah, definitely. Um, we do something here each and every week. And it is our Good You Do of the Week. I asked our good Lord God, my goodness. What's our youth? What's our good youth? Oh, wow. Look at you. This week's Good Youth of the Week is none other than MJ Rodriguez. She, be- she became the first trans actor to win a Golden Globe for Best Actress in a role on Pose. Um, I've been hearing about Pose for a couple of years now. People say the show is really amazing. Um, but, man, first trans actor to win a Golden Globe. Like, when we talk about representation, this is going to be huge. Um, we've seen, I think, the first trans actor I've seen in a mainstream show was probably Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Yeah, boy. And she was incredible, killed it, and now she's a mainstay in Hollywood. And it's just like, yeah, duh. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, look at look at Euphoria. You have such a huge storyline with Jules in that show that it's probably better than the main storyline. Like, it almost takes it over. And that's just because surrounded by so... You have so much opportunities for more stories if you allow trans actors in. 
You know what I mean? Like just like when you allowed gay actors to enter the fold, you got Queer Eye, you got Will and Grace. You have so much different references to more stories that you you can get more perspective on things. Um, and Pose is definitely one of those things. I know that's in the queer community. That's one of that's their show is Pose. So. Congrats to MJ Rodriguez once again um, for winning uh, Best Actress in a Role in Pose, a Golden Globe Award. And that's huge, huge for representation. Um, I know Norm felt great watching Spider-Man, seeing Lola and, and Ned turn up for the Filipinos one time. Like, mm -hmm. I can't imagine what that would mean watching it in the Philippines. And just seeing that part. <laughs> that, the theater must have lost its shit. Cause that's like well, imagine fucking Spider-Man just starts speaking pato one day, like, yo, we lose our minds, bro. Bro, rice was being thrown all over the <laughs> Philippines on that day. Cutting bear goats' necks with butter knives. <laughs> <laughs> Work blood was being sprayed everywhere. <laughs> Don't kill me. But yes, thank you guys tuning in another week. Um, we we thoroughly enjoy these podcasts. Shout out to Kennedy Road for coming yes, through yes. Us with her presence make sure you guys check out waves of love part two and three that are dropping before april um her name is kennedy road on spotify and everywhere else where you listen to music and uh yeah man we'll see shout you guys. out to the patreon shout out to the patreon gang in here um we still got maddie and chill coming up for you guys as well this week so look out for that and yeah i'm marlon <laughs> I'm Norm. And I'm Matt. And that was the extra gravy. Screw, screw. Yeah. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.